you apply what you know to do that you'll learn from Rally and from others that you will meet and you will make that investment back two, three times the amount. Welcome to The Chic Space, a podcast by Premier Designs, where you hear stories from our jewelers about Premier's purpose of enriching lives and training tips on how you can build your business. If you love hearing from jewelers on The Chic Space, then you'll definitely want to make plans to attend our 2019 National Rally. Not only will you hear amazing testimonies and relevant trainings from jewelers, but you'll also get a true look at the heart of Premier like you've never seen before. And what's a rally without a whole lot of sparkle, recognition, guest speakers, and a party to dance the night away? The fun begins Friday, August 9th in Frisco, Texas. So make plans now to be there. You have to see it to believe it. For this episode, your host is Bob Olander, Vice President of Marketing Services. Well, welcome to our next episode of Chic Space. And I am very excited about our guest today. And uh, I hate to even call her a guest because the rest of us are the guests because Elizabeth Draper has been with Premier since the very beginning. In fact, I understand that it was 90 days after the start of Premier, over 33 years ago, is when Elizabeth and Randy Draper joined the Premier family. So, Elizabeth Draper, welcome to our Chic Space. Thank you. I am super excited to get to visit with you today. I, I tell you, Elizabeth, since the beginning, you've been in Premier. Um, I'm excited about this episode because you didn't just join into something that was already going. You came in truly on the ground floor of Premier Designs. But I want to I have you begin by sharing why you got into Premier and how God brought that about for you to join this brand new company. Well, I'd love to. You know, it, it's funny because I was not looking for something to do. Um, I really thought I was living the American dream Ha ha. You know, uh, my husband had a great job. My kids were one and three. I had quit teaching elementary school and I was a stay at home mom. And honestly, I was pretty pumped about being able to do that. And so, so I wasn't thinking, what can I do to make extra money or anything like that? And then lo and behold, the economy in Texas just plummeted in the 80s. And we were looking at a huge amount of debt. Randy was a home builder prior to Premier, and he had 15 houses sitting that were not sold. And all of a sudden, we looked up and we owed over $750,000 plus interest. It ended up being over a little over $2.3 million that we owed. And here we were, we were 28 years old. We, um, had a one-year-old and a three-year-old, a failed business, you know, and we were like, what are we going to do to pay back this debt? And we really felt like bankruptcy was not the option for us. I don't have a problem with that. uh, But just God was very clear that you're going to trust me and that's not what you're going to do. And so we're sitting here going, okay, I guess I could go back and start teaching school again. But, I mean, those of you out there that are teachers, you know that that's not a lot of income, and it's not a, a way that we could retire that kind of debt. And so we just started praying, and all of a sudden, and this is just how God does, you know, God answers prayers far beyond ways that we can even imagine. In fact, I've learned through my years in Premier and just life that if you think you know what God's going to do, that's not going to be the plan He has for you. 
And so we get a call one evening from a member of the Horner family at saying, hey, I am calling you to give you all the answers that you uh, needed about Andy and Joan Horner's new company, Premier Designs. And Randy goes, I, I didn't know the Horners had a new company. I thought they were with Home Interiors. You know, we were friends with some of the Horner kids in high school. And that's kind of how we knew the Horners. And we knew that when we went over to Joan and Andy's house, you know, they were always fun. There was always something great to eat. But, you know, as kids, you don't really pay attention to the parent as much as what's going on around you. So we've lost touch with the Horner family, I mean, for 10, 12 years. And so Randy says, well, what do you mean Andy and Joan have a new company? And um, she said, well, it's Premier Designs. It's high fashion jewelry. And you know, because you called and asked me about this. Randy goes, I didn't call and ask you about Premier Designs. He said, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. And, and it kind of went back and forth. You called me. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Yes, you, no, you didn't. Kind of went about like that. And the interesting part of it is that we had just gotten a two weeks prior an unlisted phone number. And that's the number that she called on. And nobody had that number, honestly, except my parents and Randy's parents, just because we were getting so many calls from creditors. I mean, threatening us. Just, I mean, it was horrible. And so we decided to get another line so that we would be able to know if we answered that phone, it was safe. And um, of course, this is before cell phones. This is before, you know, any of that kind of stuff. Even we weren't even using computers really at that time. And so Randy then, he said, well, go on and tell me what they're up to. And so she began to tell us about Premier. And Randy has always loved direct sales. And he always thought if I could ever find a company that I could trust that lined up with you know, my values and a product that Elizabeth would love, man, we could really do great in it. But see, the problem was, is he had had me in some other direct sales companies before. And so I was not a fan of direct sales. I didn't wear jewelry because my kids were little and that just was something that I didn't even think about. I mean, I wore carrots and green beans and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And so when he told me, we were going to go out to Premier and hear about this direct sales company. I mean, I've got to tell you, I was not for it. I was not into it. And I just flat said, no, I'm not going. And I said, plus, we don't have a babysitter. And I felt pretty confident that I wouldn't have to go because Randy at that point had never, ever called to arrange a babysitter for the kids. He didn't even know who to call, where the numbers were. So I thought, hey, we're good. And so Randy just picked up the phone, called my parents. My parents, of course, were thrilled to come over on a Sunday afternoon and stay with the boys while we went out to Premier. And now Premier was not the building that everybody knows nowadays. I mean, it was just a small building. I mean, you walked in the front door and you saw the receptionist. You saw the warehouse. I mean, it was just a little small area. And... Um, we sat down in this meeting, and I mean, honest to goodness, I walked in, I saw the jewelry in a little case, and I thought, you've got to be kidding me. There is no way I would wear this stuff. I mean, it was, for me, it was big. I mean, rings with, 
stones that were like two inches big and huge necklaces, earrings. I mean, it was just my mom literally said, Elizabeth, that jewelry is the kind of jewelry that hussies would wear. And I was like, Mom, hussies? Are you kidding me? But I mean, I just was not attracted to the jewelry at all. And so Andy stands up and Andy does what Andy does best. He, he's not really telling us the marketing plan. He's telling us it's people, it's service, it's God bless America. And I mean, he just, you know, he has a way of just getting people fired up. And Randy just starts writing names and names of people that he thinks would really like to hear about this opportunity. And I'm sitting there and someone has just put a bunch of jewelry in my lap and I'm looking at it going, you've got to be kidding me. There's no catalog. There's no sales training. There's no nothing. I mean, if this is something we decide to do, we're just going to have to get in it and just work it out as we go along because there's not really people that have gone a whole lot of gone ahead of us. And so after I keep listening to Andy, the, the presentation is over and he does tell us that we make 50% and 10, 10, 10. I look at Randy and I go, I think we can do this. Well, that's a God thing right there because I walked in saying, I'm not doing this. And I walked out thinking, we can do this. You know, I was such a fashionista during that time. I mean, I looked down during the presentation at one moment and I had on a blue shoe and a black shoe and they weren't even the same shoe, Bob. I mean, it was like, I didn't even know, you know, how to dress myself, much less wear jewelry and sell a product that dealt with fashion. And we decided to get in. The investment was a lot more than it is now. And we literally wrote a check and it was the last penny we had in the bank. And we had several friends that really gave us a hard time and said, you're kidding me. You're going to get in a direct sales company with high fashion jewelry and you just spent your last dime. And this company is only 90 days old. And it was like, hey, we could just live with the $1,900 we had in our account, or we could invest in ourselves, you know, and see a profit and see a future. And and that's what we chose to do. And fast forward, there's so much to this story that I'm not going to take time right now on, but fast forward and um, through lots and lots of ups and downs and joys and defeat, it took 10 and a half years and every penny of that debt, 2.2 or $2.3 million was paid off. And it was with using a little jewelry kit. Who, who but God could do something like that? You know, um, we kept asking the person that originally, you know, told us about Premier that we had called supposedly and we didn't, you know, we asked we asked her how she got our number since it was unlisted. And she said, you gave it to me. And of course, we knew, we knew that wasn't even true because we didn't even know about this company. And I honestly believe that God, just on the behalf of us, somehow got that number in front of her for us to call, whether as an angel, I don't know. But I mean, that's our story of how we got in. It's a God thing. And um, that's pretty exciting to me. So that's it on that. And it's exciting to me as well. And I think it's going to encourage a lot of women because most people think that I can only work this business if I've got it all figured out 
or prospects are only women who have it all figured out. But I don't mean this at all as a negative uh, slap, Elizabeth, but it doesn't sound like you had it figured out. <laughs> it sounded like God, it sounded like God had it figured out. No, you know, I literally, I, I had nothing. I had the only two things I had going for me was I love people and I'm not afraid to work. And that was the only skill set that I brought to the table when we started this journey. You, you know, I jotted down three things just from you sharing that story that I think are great. One, you mentioned we decided to invest in ourselves because back then it was a lot more to get started in Premier than the opportunities we have today. And, but you were willing to invest not in who you saw, but in who you could be. And uh, that was a great lesson. And also long term, you said it was 10 and a half years before you paid off all of that debt that you had accrued. Yeah. And if you had gotten in premier just to see how it worked out, you never would have had that blessing. So long term commitment, continually investing in yourself. And then that theme of this was a God thing. God brought you in. God kept you going. God blessed you and blessed the results. And I tell you what, Elizabeth, we, we could end right now. And those are three great principles that everyone should be able to apply. And I, I appreciate you sharing that. You, you know, couple things, though, I know about Premier back then, 33 years ago, and uh, I wasn't in Premier, but I understand that you didn't have the resources you have now. You didn't have catalogs and literature, and you didn't have display cases and cell phones, and you didn't have e-commerce sites. So what was it like working the business at the very beginning? Well, you know, like you said, we didn't have any of the things that people, you know, just use and take for granted, really, nowadays. And so everything we did, first of all, I wore my jewelry all the time with the tags on because there was not a catalog. So you, you didn't know the name or the price. You couldn't look up a picture. So, I mean, I, I would sit in church and someone would tap me on the shoulder and say, um, excuse me, but your tag's showing on your jewelry. And I'd go, oh, thank you. I said it's $25, $12.50 or free. And I just immediately... That was my common thing when someone would say my tag was sticking out is I would just tell them the retail, the half price and free. And it would continue a conversation with, you know, with that person. And everything was done by hand. I mean, when we did a show, we wrote everything by hand. There was no add A plus B, subtract C. I mean, you just did it. And then we had to fax it in and we had to number our pages so that when we faxed it, they at the other end could tell if we had it. And I can't even tell you how many times they'd call me and go, Hey, we did not get pages two and four start over. And then we back again. I mean, that's just kind of how we, we did everything. We just, I mean, we didn't know any different, so we just thought it was awesome. So I look at everything that everybody has today and I think, Oh my, I mean, if we could do it, then with the lack of tools and resources, you know, how much better can people do today? We didn't, we didn't have anybody to do a launch party for us. I mean, I did my own launch party and literally, I mean, I laughed thinking about it. I mean, I stood up there, made posters out of poster board from the grocery store, wrote the hostess plan on it. And when I held them up, they were so big, you couldn't even see me. And, and I mean, as far as anything, you know, like when I did my first fashion part of my show, I just had people come up and I'd say, hey, why do you like what you have on? And they'd go, 
I like it because it's silver. And I'd go, yeah, everybody clap. We like it because it's silver. I mean, it was, it really was a disaster, you know, as far as what we did. But you know what? It worked. I mean, it absolutely worked. And I think it worked. I know it worked. One, God was just blessing the effort. And two, I think God just felt sorry because I was so ignorant. And three, but we were excited and we were passionate and we believed not only in what Premier could do in our life and our situation, but we believed it could also help other people. And that, that was the whole thing was our belief because that affects everything that you do. I love that. Now, we do have a new booking activity for anyone taking notes. Leave your tags on your jewelry. And when someone tries to help you, then you say, oh, it's $29, half price or free. Which price works best for you? Very good, Elizabeth. We can end now with our new booking activity. And and I love you mentioned passion and belief. You're, I love that because it doesn't matter what resources you have. And it doesn't matter whether your upline's involved. In fact, you don't even have an upline. You, 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 your upline is God. I mean, there's nobody, there's nobody that you ever look to, and you just pulled up your bootstraps and you got to work and you believed you could do it. And that's a lesson that everybody can learn. No matter, no matter the people around you in Premier, you're going to make this work if you're passionate and you let God bless you through it. And I love that too. God felt sorry for you. So sometime, hey, we'll take it, right? We'll take it. Now, you had a young family. You mentioned your boys were one and three years old when you started Premier. Now you're Lolly. You're a grandmother now. So uh, life has changed. But how was business different when you had young children? Um, and how did it change through the seasons? Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, my, my grandkids are six and four now. But a few years ago, I was I had them over here at the house and we were playing. And, and I thought, wow, they're the same age my kids were when I got in Premier. And, um, you know, it's a challenge. It is a challenge being um, a business owner and having young children that are under your feet all the time. And, of course, I had a phone that was attached to the wall with a 25-foot curly cord. And so wherever I could go with that cord was about, was about it. And so what I learned to do with them is, one, every night, and I still actually do this, I make a list of what has to happen the next day. And so that I'm not overwhelmed, I take that long list and I make a short list and I put what has to be done today. If nothing else happens, what has to be done today and worked off that short list and then would add more to it. I would work when they were napping. And, uh, and then I had a box full of toys just like the dollar store type toys that weren't messy, loud, noisy. And I literally would keep it in the top of a closet. And any time I needed to be on the phone, whether it was talk, talking to a hostess or a, a jeweler or whoever it was, I would pull that box down and let the kids play with those toys. And then when I was off, finished, and I would make the call short because kids' attention span is short. But when I would finish that call, I'd pack it up and I'd put it back in the box in the top of the closet. And the only time they ever used it was when I was on the phone. And, you know, it got to a point where they would beg me to play with those toys. I mean, they would literally say, Mommy, get on the phone so we can play with those toys. You know, I also did a lot of creative play. Like I had sheets 
that I put over all the tables and we would, you know, play like we were camping and we'd be under those tables. And, and I'd say, Oh, I need to make a call. And this person is going to tell us what we're going to do next. And I'd talk to my hostess and get all that taken care of. And I'd hang up and go, she said, we've got to go get a snack. And we'd run to the kitchen. I mean, I just incorporated them in every part of this. And then we started doing profit sharing with them, um, you know, every Christmas and let them know that that was because of the way they chose to act. It let us work. You know, when they wanted a, a pair of tennis shoes or a toy, we would literally cut it out of the magazine and we would just cube it off. And every time I did a show, every time I made a call, every time I told someone about Premiere, the boys would color that off. And when it was colored, then we would buy them that or we would go on that trip. And so from the very beginning, we let our kids, you know, appropriate to their age level feel like they had ownership, that this was a family business. And I got to be honest, I never had them holding onto my ankle, trying to keep me at home when I was going out the door. They were thrilled. I mean, they would always go, mom, go get out so we can color in some squares. How many squares can we color in? And I think that was a huge part in, in not only letting me feel the freedom to go out and work, but also I knew they were happy and they were also cheering me on as well. So those are a few things that I did when they were younger. And Elizabeth, I tell you, knowing both of your sons as adults, uh, those things you instilled in them as children, I mean, that's had an impact on them as men and their families. And they don't resent Premier. They appreciate Premier because they realize it's been a part of their whole family's life. And you know what, Bob? Another thing I've learned from that, I didn't realize it then, but I see it now as they're adult men, is, you know, you don't teach a child work ethic. You don't sit down at a table and talk to them about that. They, they learn it through observation. And both, both of our sons are entrepreneurs. They are hard workers and they get that. And I think a lot of it comes from they watched us and that just was what we do. And I think a lot of young moms, you know, forget that nowadays, that that's a huge part of, there's so many lessons they learn, you know, counting money, making change, you know, all of those things that they can learn, you know, through having a home-based business. I think that's great because, again, a lot of the ladies listening, uh, most of them have family at a different age. And the idea that that shouldn't compete with your business, that should actually be a part. They should be working in together in tandem. And so great lesson there. And then I also heard a story before, and I think it was at a time when you didn't have any bookings, any shows on your calendar. You loaded the boys in a wagon and went door to door. So uh, tell us about that. Elizabeth's door to door jewelry business. I put them in a, I had a red wagon. And I put the boys in the wagon with my case of jewelry because I did at 28, I just didn't know a whole lot of people. And so I would go to subdivisions that had a lot of homes in them. And I literally would just go door to door and knock on the door and just say, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm your neighbor and I wanted to meet you. I wanted to let you know what I do. And I wanted to see if there's anything I can do to ever serve you or help you with what I do. And I would just do that until it was time for nap time or lunch. And then I'd take them back home, feed them, put them down for their nap. And then I'd go back out in the afternoon. And I did that every single day, except for Sunday. 
until my calendar was full. And I got a lot, I got a lot of no's, you know, I mean, polite people, but that know they didn't, I couldn't do anything to help them. But you know what? I got enough yeses that it started my calendar going and, and kept it going. And I think now that I, people just forget that, you know, if you really need to have business, then you need to text, you need to call, you need to get out and do things to meet people. And if you will do it consistently every day for even a couple of weeks, most people would have more business than they could even know what to do with. Great, great lesson. If you're ever at a place that your business isn't where you need it to be in bookings, there are ways to get out there. And don't be afraid of the rejection. You've talked about that before as well. The power of no. The uh, rejections are part of the finding that yes. So good job. Hey, you know, you, you sound so confident. You know, Elizabeth Draper, Diamond Executive Director. Um, you are you can't go any higher uh Everybody in Premier is pretty much in your downline somewhere. Um, but have you ever dealt with any insecurities? Has there has there been anything that you've had to deal with in your business through these years? Oh, my gosh. You know, I did not start out um, with confidence at all. You know, I was a third grade teacher. I mean, if you were third grade or below, I was very confident to be able to talk with you um, and hang out with you. But adults, I mean, I just. That really just wasn't my thing. And, you know, I didn't get into Premier to to be a Diamond Executive Director. I literally got in Premier so that we could pay off debt and support our family. That was my only goal. Um, God just always surprises us with what he sees in us, you know, that we don't see in ourselves. But, you know, I've, I've learned over and over that, you know, I do it afraid you know, every everything I've ever done in Premier, I did it afraid first, and I did it wrong first. But I learned by doing it wrong first how to do it right, and I do. I learned by doing it afraid first that that's what gave me confidence because it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. And that's really, I mean, even today, there's times that I literally just say to myself, do it afraid, you know, or I quote a scripture that, you know, the Lord, he is the one that goes before you. He is going to be with you. He is not going to leave you or forsake you. And I just dwell on that. And I just go through it even, even when I don't feel confident. So I still deal with it today, but um, no confidence is always something that um, I've struggled with. But after you do something over and over, I, that's where your confidence comes mm-hmm. from. Just consistency, consistency. And again, going back to what you said earlier, long term. I don't think you would have built that confidence if you just stayed in Premier for a year. It, it took time to build that. Oh, so absolutely. Absolutely. You know, speaking of building your business, um, there's a young lady out there in Premier named Melissa Terrell, who is first level jeweler of yours. And she has built quite a business. And I think a lot of people think that, you know, Elizabeth Draper came in and then signed up Melissa and then together they grew. But what did it take in building and sponsoring to even get to someone like a Melissa Terrell? We know, um, Thank the Lord for Greg, Melissa, Terrell. What a blessing they are to us and to so many people in Premier. You know, Greg, Melissa, when we sponsored them, we had um, we had started. We've been in Premier two years when we sponsored them, and we had sponsored 30, 30 some odd people prior to them. And they and all the people that we'd sponsored prior 
I mean, great people. Some got in and decided this wasn't their thing and got out. Some stayed in. And, you know, a lot of them have become, you know, top leaders in the company now. But Greg and Melissa were very unique um, in, in the sense that they were so teachable. They, they were able to just go, we don't know what's going on. We're willing to work. We're willing to put the leg work in and the time in. Just tell us what to do. And, and we'd literally tell them what we did, and they would just go repeat that with their personality. They lived in Houston, which is five hours away from us. We would drive to Houston every single weekend, and we would show the business plan to the people that they had coming over to their house. And we did that every single weekend. We laughed because we slept on their sleeper sofa, which had a bar across the middle. I mean, it's a, it, no wonder our backs hurt now, you know, as we're older because of that sleeper sofa they had. But, you know, they always had people there, even if it was just, hey, fill the room we don't care if you're interested or not. They always had people there. And um, as we did that consistently, people started getting in in the Houston area. And uh, then we decided after we did that for a while, going back and forth, we just decided to pick up and move there. And uh, in three years, there were over 450 people in Houston. And so it was a lot of consistency. And there were times that we went and nobody showed up for different reasons. But you know what? We knew it worked, that we just had to keep doing what we knew worked, and eventually we'd get results. And, uh, and then as, as a result of that, they then, as people started coming in in Houston under them, they started doing the exact same thing that we were doing with them. They were showing the marketing plan, you know, every single week. They were making sure that they were getting that business opportunity in front of people. And of course, you know, then the only way we could do it was just, you know, in front of them, eyeball to eyeball. You know, now people have so many ways that you can get this business plan in front of people. And it's a matter of making a commitment. And I always say a number commitment is so good of saying, you know, my goal is to get X amount of people in front of this every week or every month, because then you know what you're striving for. And um, I just think a lot of people just give up too quick. You know, I talked to a few people, they said no. So I guess it doesn't work for me like it does for others. And I just don't believe that at all. You know, and it would be, it would be an example of today's world. Oh, I sponsor my seventh person. I become a designer. So now I stop. And I tell you what, if you had stopped after sponsoring seven people, you never would have gotten to the place where you are. So again, what a lesson and just consistently doing the same thing over and over and over. And then, you know what? People are going to follow your example. That's what you described with Melissa and Greg. They followed your example and God has blessed uh, them. And now we know this, the reason for your bad backs. It's good to know. It's good to know that Greg and Melissa <laughs> well, are not, responsible. They, I don't think they don't have bad backs. <laughs> they don't. It's only it's just, us. Right. They slept in That's their right. bed, but, which was But good. they're responsible, and we now know. Uh, I, I, I appreciate your honesty about that, too, because you wouldn't think that— you know, there's certain people that don't have problems and don't have struggles, and but you've you've described that you're you're a you're a woman like any other woman in premier with the same obstacles, same fears, but you've overcome it. One again, because your commitment, investing in yourself, a long-term commitment, and a true commitment that this is a God thing and God's in control. And Elizabeth, that just that just oozes out of you when you talk. So I appreciate that so much. Well, you, I just believe when God calls you to something, no matter what it is. You know, it's not your decision 
to say, well, I'm going to do it or I'm not going to do it. When God calls you to something, you just say, I don't get it. I don't understand it. But God, I am trusting you and I am doing it. And I just think people, you know, people too nowadays get so tied up with just stresses in their life that what they do is they just start trying to throw things off their plate to relieve the stress in their life. And the one thing that's the most important thing, that's the most encouraging thing, that's the most inspiring thing with the most potential is premier. And they'll toss it just to, to feel like I just got to get a grip on my life, which really I'm this morning about peace. And, you know, which really is to get stress about our, our life is just getting in God's word and reading God's word. That's where we get the peace. Don't throw away the positive stuff that's in your life that's feeding you positive things. You know, just get back into God's word and, and things will kind of calm down, at least in your mind and your heart. So I just, you know, when God calls you to something, man, I just believe he calls you to call you to stick with it, not to just not do it. And that's on anything. And that's on anything in our lives. Exactly. Anything in our life. And and then it's premier that brought balance in your life, financial balance, time balance, family balance. That that thing that God gave you is what helps you bring about that balance in your life. That's great. You know, speaking of uh, long term, uh, you have been, I believe, to every national rally that Premier Designs has ever had. Uh, you've been in 33 years, and there were some years that we had a couple of national rallies. So you've been in, you have attended uh, dozens and dozens of national rallies, and we've got one coming up, you know, here in August. And so, Elizabeth, talk about that, being the, the, the gal in Premier who's been to more rallies than anybody else, and you're consistently there. What is the value of being to national rally? Well, I tell you, rally is so important. Um, and I know for, for many that are that fly, that have to have a hotel, I mean, all of that, I know that there's a financial um, commitment to that. But I tell people all the time, listen, you make that financial commitment and you apply what you know to do that you'll learn from rally and from others that you will meet standing in a line, sitting at a lunch table, and you will make that investment back two, three times the amount because not only do you learn tricks of the trade, but you are motivated and inspired. And, you know, just to say, I do premiere because I like jewelry. I mean, that's not enough. You have to have a bigger picture. You know, a purpose that is bigger than you is what inspires and motivates you through the ups and downs. And I, I think you can only accomplish that at rally. You know, the devil loves to isolate people. And when you're isolated, then you're stuck with your own thoughts. And that can really be a detriment. But man, getting around people, getting around the premier family, getting around the energy and all that has to go with it, with the, gosh, the celebration of, of America and the patriotism and just the, the ministries and all of that, that's the bigger picture that jewelry is just a means to an end. And, and I don't think you can, you can get that by watching a live feed or by listening to someone tell you about it when they get home. You know, and then just the practical things of seeing the jewelry up close and personable, 
you know, you can go home and say, I don't have this piece, but I saw it and I touched it. And I'm going to tell you, it is beautiful. It is lightweight. I love the closure. I mean, it helps you in that way too. And I just really, I feel like, you know, coming to rally is kind of like getting a vaccination. You know, you, you got a vaccination when you were little because you were trying to protect yourself from a disease. And I feel like going to rally is a way to vaccinate yourself to protect you from disappointment and discouragement and despair and to give you hope. And I just feel like it's absolutely a necessity. It's not even a debatable thing. It's just something that's what you do and you just make it happen. And um, so I love rally and I'm, I'm pro rally. Pro rally. And you're going to be at the next 33 rallies for sure, because I don't think you're ever going to slow down, Elizabeth. <laughs> I appreciate those words. Well, I was going to say, is there anything else, any other tidbits, anything else that you'd want to leave with our jewelers? Well, you know, I, I just want to encourage people that, you know, Premier is just so amazing. There is nothing else like it. There is no other company out there and we hear about it all. I mean, trust me, that has the philosophy and the purpose, you know, like we have. There is no company out there that really, 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 really wants to be the hands and feet to make an impact in people's lives. You know, and, and on top of that, the cherry on it all is that we get to wear beautiful jewelry, which is an eye catcher. And I just want to encourage people that, man, you are in the best spot possible. But you know what? Nothing comes easy in life. Everything we do requires work. And, you know, if you're not getting what you've wanted out of Premier right now, I would just suggest do the basic things that work and be consistent and be persistent with it and, and be be a jeweler that is not just talking about having, um, you know, a business, but is actually working and taking the steps to build a business. And, you know, it's, it's one thing to have good intentions, but it's another thing to be intentional. And I would just encourage them to be intentional. Don't just have good intentions and they will be excited about the things that will start happening for them. Very good. Be intentional. Another great lesson to take. Thank you, Elizabeth, so much. And now it's time for our lightning round. So I've got I've got some quick questions for cool. you, and I don't want you to think too hard. I just want you to okay. first answer that comes to your mind. Okay, you ready? You ready? Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. What is your favorite piece of jewelry? Uh, confidence earrings in silver. Okay. How do you drink your coffee? I do not drink coffee. I only drink water. I only drink water. So how do you drink your water? Ice cold. Ice cold. What time do you wake up each morning? Between 6.15 and 6.30. And waking up that early, what is one thing you do that gives you energy? Um, I don't sit down. <laughs> you know, really, but in all honestly, I mean, every morning I read God's Word. That's how well, you've mentioned that already in our interview today, that you find your strength and your peace from God's Word. So I appreciate that answer. And the last one, what's one place to travel that's still on your bucket list? You know, I really want to go to Mount Rushmore and uh, never been there. So that's on my bucket list. Okay, very good. Uh, Randy's image is not yet there, so I uh, don't want to disappoint you. But when you get to Mount Rushmore, 
Um, we don't have Randy up there yet. So uh, maybe we can get that worked out before you show up. Um, I, I tell you what, I, I appreciate I appreciate your uh, your help today encouragement i mean this is this is training and uh, so many jewelers um one are just interested in hearing your story uh, but also to hear what god has done in your life through this time in premiere and uh, i appreciate it very much elizabeth so thank you for joining us and i hope you and randy have a great great day thank you i appreciate it so much bye Thanks for joining us today. For more stories about enriching lives and training tips for growing your business, subscribe to the Chic Space podcast.